Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey here on this uh, this daylight savings day. Um, we lost an hour of sleep, I, I guess, but at least it stays light for longer. I mean, shout out sunlight. We need that this time of year. It means some warmth. To yeah, <laughs> true. Cook it up. To be more to the point, yeah. Um, I'm here with my uh, say word buddy, as well as. Um, a, uh, the, the owner of the Milwaukee record label House of Renji, uh, his latest album is called Songs I, or Stories I Never Told. Sure. Yeah, fuck. I'm, it's called Sins. <laughs> I know that. It's just, we call it just, we're just going to call it it's Sins. Sins yeah. yeah. But um, got Genesis Renji in the house. And I'm the farthest thing from a nice guy. Well, um, <laughs> bear with me. Uh, it's okay. I'm just off top. <laughs> How are you doing, dude? How was your day today? It's been long as shit. Yeah. I spent all day fixing my fucking bathtub. The link from the faucet. I learned a lot, though. How the fuck you break your bathtub? I didn't like it, bro. That was the ugliest thing I've seen. <laughs> I didn't break it. Because <laughs> I don't want people to think I'm out here just breaking bathtubs and shit. Yeah. I didn't break it. So, um, in your faucet, there's like this stopper mm. for your water or whatever. Right, yeah. But the, um, the rubber in there was just worn down from so many years of use. So sure. now it's just time to replace it. The wear and tear. Yeah, yeah. That's all it was. And I just spent like six hours, $60, and a lot of time on the phone with my uncle fixing that shit. So, yeah. 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 Was he like guiding you through the process? Yeah, because I, I get paranoid when I'm doing shit I don't know how to do. You don't, when yeah. I get impatient, I start to rush. And if I start rushing, I'm going to break things. Like, you don't know what you might permanently fuck up? Yeah, that was my whole thing. Because I'm like, he's like, all right, now when you put the cartridge back in the wall, you got to give it a little pressure. I was like, I feel the pipe moving. I don't want to break shit. He's like, no, it's okay. You can push in it. I was like, all right. And then, mm, I was like, okay. Yeah. Well, so shout out Uncle P. We got this, hey, got this shit for him. Shout out Uncle P. We love shout outs here on Mr. Nice Guy. I got hella shout outs. None of y'all deserve them. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's okay. That's I'll give them out. Shout out Ben. <laughs> Dude. Um, so you know why we're really here. Or we're, we're drinking water, by the way. We're keeping it clean. Um, I'm thirsty as fuck. Mm. Yeah, so am I. Um, I drink a shit ton of coffee, and like that's, you know, I've been trying to balancing it out with more water. So I support this. Um, anyway, you know why we're here. We're here to talk about love and fear. Um, that's uh, that's why I gather people to sit at this table with me and. Uh, you know, discuss their own experience with that through their own creative work. And, um, you know, I, I've been observing you uh, just, you know, through the scene, on social media. I see that, you know, you, um, you have grown a lot, like, you know, through, um, you know, the last couple of years, you've grown a lot through, like, the Milwaukee scene. You've become one of the more, like, one of the artists that I've, uh, I feel like, you know, a lot of people look up to you. Um, I, <laughs> I mean, hey, well, you no. said it. You said it, not me. You're yeah. Welcome to roast yourself. I'm, I support that. But, <laughs> but, um, so, I I think that um, you know, we can. I think that you know, you have a lot of insight on what Milwaukee needs right now, like mm -hmm. in terms of like. Uh, kind of like the resources for its creative sphere and everything like that. Um, so I wanted to talk about that a little bit with you. Like, I feel, 
how do you feel like the the weather is in in your neck of the woods like you know with you know what you like in your eyes how are you seeing milwaukee's creatives flourish right now right now um everybody's just doing good working with each other that's really the biggest and probably the most important and consistent thing yeah i feel like it took us too long to get to this point but it also, um, it needed a group of creatives who were willing to put their egos aside. I'm, I'm from the, the class um, that was like right after the OGs, but right before this class. So we were, we were like wanting to be better, but couldn't be better because we still had our egos. Mm -hmm. so we knew what we wanted to change, but we would only change it like within our immediate surroundings. Yeah. So seeing the seeing everybody else coming up after us and then taking yeah. that initiative and being like, yo, we going to everybody's shit no matter who they are. If we yeah. can be there, we're there. That's the dope thing. I think the thing that we need to work on the most is business etiquette, acumen, yeah. know-how, whatever you want to call it. It's just learning what it takes to operate and yeah. sustain an industry, but then also how we interact with each other and hold each other accountable as not only artists but as professionals yeah. and as human beings because there are you know I don't want to say rumors but there have been events and circumstances where certain people don't live up to just unspoken laws of what it means to be a decent person of course you know, yeah. so and, and that's all it really is just everybody stepping up and being the best person that they can be yeah. and I think that feeds into the energy that changes what we need. Yeah, I think you said some key things, especially when it comes to egos. Yeah. I feel like egos are somewhat of like the, like the ultimate like force that purges somebody and like what they're, like, you know, what they're actually capable of. Because it's like, people let shit get to their heads. So Definitely. Know. That's why I always tell people I ain't shit. Like, if you compliment me and I'll be like, oh, I'm all right, it's just me, like, calming myself down. I yeah. appreciate the compliments. <laughs> I, I know what'll happen. Like, I gas myself up enough yeah. as it is. <laughs> so it's like, I don't need any extra healing to this big-ass head. Yeah. Like, float away. Before you, before you start getting taken yeah, off the ground. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 know, I know what it is. Dude, shout out self-depreciating humor. <laughs> I, I, it matters. Yeah, I mean, I... And I feel like I've been grateful with being raised with it. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, like, my family, like, we all were, were, I come from a family of roasters. Yeah. We roast each other a lot, but we also roast ourselves. And it's like, it's shit like that where it's like, if someone's going to say it about me, it's going to be me. Yeah. I'm going to point it out and y'all are going to laugh because of mm -hmm. it. Yeah, my dad, my dad's humbling my ass all the time. Yeah. He's like, I don't care how famous your ass get, you still going to do these dishes if I need you to. <laughs> He's like, y'all care how, I don't care. Uh, I'll still kick your ass. <laughs> you got it. I'm so, yeah, I know. You got it. Shout out to dad. Yeah, I, my dad's the same way. Like, he'll still, he'll still completely just ridicule me in front yeah. of my friends. He'll be calling me like, you know, fucking dope. And, <laughs> and I'm, and it's like, you know, Dad, I thank you for curving me. You know, you're you're set, you're putting me in my place because, you know, I need someone to. It, it's just good to have somebody that just grounds you and a family that grounds you. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of helps you with that mentality. Um, but back on egos, I think that like 
in general, like, you know, I like I haven't really had too much personal. I mean, I'm not I'm not like a recording artist, so I guess I haven't I can't really speak to this myself. But from what I've observed, like probably like one of the biggest banes of moving like you know Milwaukeeans creative scene for really any scene, but the the ultimate like bane of that is competition. Man, people yeah. are just in comp. People feel a need to compete. Like. I don't know. I think that comes with just American society, yeah. Because we live in such a capitalist society, and totally. capitalism is immediately related to um, somebody has to win and somebody has to lose. So totally. that's where the competition comes from. Yeah. But then also being, and I'm gonna speak just from a rapping perspective, rap has been such a competitive sport in itself. Mm-hmm. Like creatively, it's like all right. You're gonna you you're you're shooting to be the best. Like rap yeah. is in ba- it's like basketball in many ways. It's always been that continuous uh, analogy. But I think we're getting to the point now where it's like we can compete, but we can still collaborate. Yeah, we you can know, still like, the competition is being used to drive each other. Now. Yeah, it's like the weird phenomenon where like capitalism becomes more than just an economic model. It becomes like. It becomes a lifestyle. It becomes a mm-hmm. a mentality, you know, where it's like there needs to be someone who's rich. There needs to be someone that poor. Yeah, like you said, mm-hmm. someone who wins, someone who loses. Like, and it's like, you know, I, it it it's painful to see that to see talented people, you know, kind of dismantle each other in, when they could just be uplifting each other and collaborating. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's frustrating, like, but you see that with, you know, in many different walks of life, you know, just people constantly trying to stay ahead of each other. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, but, but from a, so, um, so when, like, so how, like, when did you first, like, um, like, how old were you when you, like, first, you know, thought to start taking your hip-hop career seriously? Seriously, I won't say it. I was probably twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, and you're what twenty seven now? Twenty six now. Twenty six. Yeah, damn. So, right around the time when, uh, kind of like, Milwaukee's scene, I feel like really started like showing up on the map. Like, yeah. it was around five, six years ago. Yeah. Um, what what was it like? you know, where you decided that, you know, maybe this thing could actually work? We did, I did a, a collab album with the producer Taz Taylor. Yeah. It was called Two in the Chamber. And, um, like, doing that led to a different chain reaction of things. Sure. Um, it was my first time, it was one of my first, it was like, it was one of my first times being on the radio, but also having that one moment of being on the radio being followed by other things yeah. so it was radio uh, album release listening party and then performances that like book ended that whole week and mm-hmm. i was being paid very well for both of those at the time so it was like oh we just spent the whole week doing shit that we like like music driven shit and i wasn't doing anything else that week and i was like this is this is like life yeah but the um we're going all in. The moment didn't happen until I was 
probably 24. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> is that like, so is that around when you, like, um, cause I remember you, you had your, your 2016 album, was it around that, that time? Kind of? It was right after that. Sure. Yeah, so it was, um, it was right after we released Lucy. Shout out O two nine one one. It's a great song. You know, actually, uh, what really put me out of that song was when you played it at the eighty eight nine awards. I was like, that's a fan favorite. <laughs> yeah. I went so I went a long time without performing it, and then I was like, all right, let's bring it back one time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shout out to Golden Child. <laughs> yeah. Dope. Yeah. Um, but your most recent album, Sins. Um, so. I, I was as listening to it on my way here. I cannot get enough of your production on that album. That is like, I just love just like. I love, um, you know, just how like eclectic your beats are. Thank you. Of course, man. Who uh, produces? Who produced it? Uh, it's a mix between Golden Child and this producer from YouTube, Rose Gold. Really, I mean, Rose Gold beats. He's nice. Sure. He's a young cat. He's like seventeen. Really? Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah. Shit, well, that's dope. Um, for me, I just started using music, like, therapeutically. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably been the last year and a half, maybe two years, that I started to really approach music as a real place to get my thoughts out. Yeah. And I sit with things so much. Uh, for, for me, I just wanted to let go of a couple of the things that I felt were holding me back as a person and one of that being like the myriad of uh, platonic relationships that I had that kind of teetered into intimate worlds but then also just things that didn't flesh out into what they could have been or supposed to have been so I was really sins was really just me um, approaching different situations and then sharing or expounding on the moments of the memories that happened, whether they were good or whether they were not so good, you know. Dude, I've definitely been there before with <laughs> many of my of my own uh, platonic relationships. Actually, like where it's like, yeah, you you always think about like what could be, you know. Yeah, it's a big ass album of what ifs, and oh, I'm glad we did. Like, yeah, totally. Like where it's like there'll be times where. You know, I, like, and I'm, I'm, I'd say, like, most, a lot of my closest friends are women, and so I've definitely, like, you know, I've been, I've had those thoughts cross my mind over, like, well, you know, I'm still, like, I'm friends with, you know, this person, but I'm also, like, you know, what could be, you know, like, what if we took it in, you know, yeah. to that, to a different level, like, just to try it out, Yeah. and um, I have before... I've that's been a consistent theme in my life. Yeah. I, that's what I said on X's and O's. Like, I still got the text that you sent about what we can be. You know that shit driving me crazy. Yeah, and that's just like right. I've had to like rooms you play with, dude. I, yeah, I like where you like. I've had to restrain myself from even bringing it up because it's like even just the thought of bringing it up with somebody is like taboo in a way. Oh, uh, not me. I'm like fuck that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like here. <laughs> Hey, what you think? I, I, because I've got friends that I've got friends that um, like we've we've played with or teetered with the thought of it, yeah. And then you know it just didn't become whatever it 
whenever it could have been for a specific reason. Or, I mean, it's been some people that I've been friends with, and we took the leap, and it still didn't work out. And we might not be friends right now, or we might still be friends. Like, it's it's one of those gambles that I'm always willing to real out throw the dice every damn day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan of, you know, I'm glad I did Taking, rather than shooting your shot. I I, yeah. Yeah. Because it's been so many experiences I've missed at a younger age, like just me being a kid, that I didn't do because I was afraid of. Yeah. That's, like, that's the fear. Yeah. The I think it. the fear of rejection is within everybody, but I also think you're better because of it. Totally. I agree. I think that that also has manifested through me too because like when i was when i was a kid like i was terrified of like making friends and going up to people because i was so afraid of judgment mm -hmm. and like i like i was super introverted when i was little like i just played video games i didn't you know care about really making friends like i could if i i could if i like you know wanted to but i just Right. And it's I feel like a lot of that was because of like, you know, that fear of, you know, the the negative outcomes. But as, you know, you get older you start learning to sort of challenge some of those and you know it's it's it all goes back to that, you know, when people say like high risk, high reward. Yeah. And dude, that's why I did a lot of dumb shit with my <laughs> friends in high school. <laughs> For that high reward. Talking about sneaking out of uh, my house, like in the middle of the night. I used to sneak people in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't leave it. It was easier to hide you than come up with an alibi. Well, I used to like sneak my mom's car out. Shot. Sorry, mom. I know you're gonna see. I, I, I my mom. I've told her. I, I did, probably did that like. Yeah. <laughs> I might have did that twice. Yeah. But or I like, or I just kept the the car longer than I than I told her. I <laughs> yeah. But true. I was always like back. Well, alive. yeah. I mean. Well, I mean, my mom, like, my mom actually, like, she gave me, like, a later curfew than most of my friends. Like, my mm -hmm. curfew in high school was 1 a.m. But she was super fucking adamant that mm -hmm. I had to be in by 1. Mm -hmm. And, uh, what's up, Dev? Um, <laughs> and, uh, like, she would, like, if it was 101, she would text me. She'd be like, on your ass. Where are you? <laughs> so I would, so I would go in and then, like, be like, mom, I'm home. Then I would, like, make it look like I was settled in for the night, you know, like, shut my door and shit. And then, like, I would go out, I would sneak the car out, you know, drive it really carefully, like, softly down the driveway. And then, like, I used to go scoop my buddy uh, Mike and we would, like, go out and, like, yeah. hang out at, like, you know, some girls' houses. And I got caught, like, one time. And, uh, yeah, she was... Actually, no, fuck that. I got caught twice, and the second <laughs> time was because I got a flat tire. Mm. That was a re that was a very unpleasant night. <laughs> Bro, I was... That was literally probably the most trouble I've ever gotten in. And, um, uh, yeah, I couldn't drive for, for quite some time after that. That's crazy. But it's, but it's still made for, you know, made for great tales. And, you know, it's like those taking those risks. You never know where it's gonna take you. That's why I'm always down for a risk. Right, let's go. As long as I'm not hurting myself or anybody else, I'm with it. Come on. Yeah. Let's do it. I mean, and it's like you know they'll teach you to like not do something again, but yeah. they'll also teach you what works. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you can you can attest to that a lot with music. Listen, man. 
There are so many L's people don't know about. Yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. So many L's. So many rejections. Even just small stuff where it's like little shit just didn't work out. A gang of them. Yeah. But they don't ever deter me. If yeah. anything, they, it's like gasoline on the fire for me. It's like, fuck, I didn't get it this time. All right. Kind of. Let's see to figure out how to do it to get it next time or let's do something better than what we didn't get. Yeah. And that's usually, I mean, for me, what I've noticed um, right, is when I don't get something, I'll, the next thing I get is usually better than what I was aiming for. Yeah, for sure. Mm, like, whether it's opportunity, whether it's music, or even if it's people, like, it, it always ends up being greater than what I was reaching for. Yeah, I think so, that's why people say, like, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I believe that to an extent. Yeah, I also believe that if something's meant for you, you're going to make it you're gonna make it happen yeah you still have to like exert effort yeah, you have you know? to yeah the man manifesting without action is stupid it is useless at that point you're just wishing yeah dangerous. like yeah you still have to fucking um you you still like you can't wait you still can't just you know kind of wait around for things and opportunities to come for you like you yeah, still you still have to um you still have to you know respond to you know a failure or something not working out for you by taking other risks, you know? Um, I think that, like, and it's like, I think that, you know, definitely, like, things do happen for a reason. Things are meant to happen when they do, and I feel like that's why people say, that's the whole philosophy of, like, you know, like, does, is, is, like, is there, like, a God that creates you with, like, you know, uh, a predetermined... Like destiny or nah. <laughs> yeah. nah. I think and this is something that just I've I've played with thought wise because I believe there's a higher power. Yeah, I agree. I believe that um you're given you're given free choice and free will to do what you want. But I believe whatever that higher power is, it knows what each one of those choices leads to. Yeah. So it's almost like we're gonna choose our own. Our, we're gonna choose our own adventure. But whatever God there is, or whether it's universe, whatever you believe in, yeah, that thing knows whatever choice you make. It already knows the end goal, and yeah. you know, it, it sees the end of the maze already that right. you're about to run. Yeah. So, and then you know, whatever happens from there happens. Totally. I feel like also, someone said some shit that really stuck with me, where it's like, your entire conscious reality is like a result of the past. Like, everything that you feel and are yeah. is all, like, based on... A combination of things that yeah, you Yeah, it's everything that's led up to this point. Yeah. And I didn't even think about it that way. I'm like, shit, like, everything I've been through has led to, like, and this exact perfect. moment. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and that started teaching me to, like, um, you know... I feel like a lot of the dumb risks that I took with... Um, you know, like in high school or like just when I was growing up, like a lot of the failures were a result of me not quite understanding myself mm -hmm. and like what I'm capable of. Right. Um, but I feel like you, it feels less of a failure now if like I don't achieve something or if like I don't win. I think it's, it's mentality. You can't, yeah. if you see it as a failure, then that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Whereas if you see it as an experience, or something that you needed to learn, then it's different. Like, yeah. I don't see me not 
reaching each other and not attaining to this failure, like, oh, I'm a fucking failure. I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe I should quit, blah, blah, blah. It's, maybe this thing wasn't for me because either I'm not ready yeah. or it's literally not for me. Like, there's no, there's no need to force it. There's no need for me to try and make it bigger than what it really is. Yeah. Like, most times when shit doesn't happen, it's because you you were either not prepared or there's something else for you. Like, that's all it really comes down to. It's not that you're a failure. It's not that you're a quitter. It's not that you suck or whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's you were literally either unprepared for that opportunity mm-hmm. or that opportunity isn't for you. Yeah. Like, sometimes you can force yourself into an opportunity. Like, because totally, you, you create opportunities. You can, you can put yourself in a in a moment that is not for you yeah absolutely it, it happens all the time definitely been there and yeah. that's yeah and that i feel like that especially makes it feel like you know instead of saying like pretty much echoing everything you just said like something doesn't necessarily have to be like you didn't win it could just it's more like if you can say like this is just not for me or like i wasn't meant to do this then then that's, like, I feel the right way to respond to it. To say, you know, instead, like, I'll find something better or I'll do something differently. Like, for example, like, I just got let go from my job a couple weeks ago. And I was, like, super, like, for, like, a week, I was, like, a disaster about it. I was, like, why the fuck, like, like, what did I do wrong? Like, why, like, just what happened that, like, you know, you know, made me, that made my boss think that, like, I wasn't... Why me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just me constantly, like, victimizing myself and shit. But, like, after, like, a week, and also after just kind of talking to some people, like, about the situation, I'm like, dude, just, like, fuck it. Like, I wasn't meant to be there any longer than I was, and, like, something better... And honestly, like, it's given me time to do this more. That's all it comes down to. Yeah, it gave me time to, you know, go to more shows. It gave me more time to just kind of, like, regroup and and just kind of, like, reassess, like, what my goals are and shit. Like, if that's not a success out of that, that like, loss, then, you know. There you go. Yeah. So, so that being said, what, like... What makes you fear success? Like, what fears come with success? Um, I think the biggest thing is that I do it all and it's for nothing. Yeah, for sure. How How do you mean? Um, like I put all like I put all of the work in, and I get to wherever I'm going or wherever I'm supposed to be. I achieve that level. And then I either lose it all, yeah. like as soon as I get there, or I get there and it doesn't hold the same value that it once held for me. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is that I did it all and it was all for nothing, like literally all for no fucking reason. Yeah. I feel like that's, yeah. Like, that's, the, that's the biggest thing success-wise. The second biggest fear after that is I do it all and then it's under scrutiny or attack because of somebody that I have around me. Yeah. I, because I, somebody didn't do their job or because somebody just took advantage of where we were at at that time yeah. and they jeopardized whatever we had going yeah. on. That's what talking about, those big heads, man. Yeah, that's really it. But that's also why I don't, I don't move the same way other people move. 
So yeah. I don't put myself in unnecessary situations or places that I don't need to be in. Yeah. That's why if you see me, it's like, oh, damn. There's Jen. Yeah. yeah. I ain't got no Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, this dude uh, left his cave and he's out here. Yeah. He's out here in, uh, you know, in society amongst everyone else. Yeah. Because my he's, biggest thing yeah. is, like, I've spent... I spent the majority of my, like, I guess we'll say career, I spent the majority of my career just watching other people, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how you, that's how you learn, that's how you grow, and yeah. I've seen so many people make a move that they could have made right. better, or yeah. that they shouldn't have made at all, mm-hmm. or kept people around that they didn't need to have, and I tell people this all the time, that's wrong. I'm like, I'm glad I take the lessons that I take now on like such a small and local level yeah. because I would hate to have to learn this shit when it's more things at Jeopardy. Yeah. I'd be heated if I had to learn some of the things I've learned in the last two years on a yeah. bigger stage. That's a I real good pissed. point. I would yeah. really be pissed. That's a real good point that it's good that you realize like learning these things now yeah. because if you got further with your career and like yeah. it's like we we, 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 we all want to rush to be there because it's what we're working for. We're in such a uh, 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 eager uh, eagerness, a stage of eagerness mm-hmm. or desire to be where we're going because then we we think we'll be fulfilled that we've got it done and yeah. we're there. But we don't realize that we might not be ready for that yeah. shit. Like a lot of people yeah. who get there, weren't ready to be there, mm-hmm. and you you fuck it off, and then you you have nothing. Right. Or you're working three times as hard to get back to where you fucked off. Yeah. So it's like. So, yeah, especially, like, you know, especially in, um, like, I know you're a little older than me, but, like, in my, like the, the low 20s group, the early 20s, like, that, and mm-hmm. it's, like, you know, I've constantly, like, I've been, you know, I've been surrounded by a lot of people that, um, you know, that I look for the best in, and, you know, I hope that my, that, like, you know, my energy mirrors theirs and mm-hmm. vice versa, but you do, it is, it becomes trial and error about, like, you know, who, like, not only the right moves to make, but who to surround yourself with. Yeah. And, like, I've, I've been around people that just, you know, it's great to think big picture. I, I think it's important to, yeah. because otherwise, you know, you're, you're not going to, like, move, yeah, you you're not going to move upward, you know? Yeah. You, yeah, you get to where you shoot for but there's people that just want the fastest possible route to getting there. And, like, they don't think about... Their, yeah. <laughs> Bro, like, they, think, they don't think about the repercussions of moving too fast, about not taking care of, like, the other different spheres of their lives that need attention. And it gets... It fucks them over. And it's painful. It sucks to see, like, when... It's like, you got to take things step by step. And if you, it's okay to take a step back if you need to. Like, you know, I try to tell people, listen, man, look. Every, tell them. Every <laughs> setback is not a setback. Most setbacks are setups. That's what it That's is. That's key. Most setbacks are setups. It's all about how you determine it. A lot of people think, damn, I did one step forward and two steps back. I'm just fucking off. No, you might need those two steps back because you're about to make a big-ass leap. Could you imagine if you were standing in front of, and we're not going to say a canyon, but let's say you're standing in front of a hole, and you need to, not even, we'll make it realistic as fuck. 
you standing in front of a, you're on the sidewalk, there's a puddle in front of you, big ass puddle. You have a greater chance of getting over that puddle without falling in that shit if you take two steps back and give yourself a running start. Where instead of instead of just standing there with your pride like, fuck it, I can do it in this one jump or one step. Chances are you can fuck yourself over. And I know because I did that literally on my way here. Yeah, like... There's so like, many puddles outside. Yeah, like... <laughs> Like setbacks or setups. That's how you should see anything that you're dealing with. A setback should be the setup for the next move. Right. Don't look at it as fuck. I fucked up or fuck. I failed. No. It's yeah. I did this because I needed to learn how to do this. Yeah. That's how you should always take whatever you're dealing with and make sure it ends with a positive note. End it with an exclamation mark. Like yeah. this sucked because this is what I need, and that's just how I should be. But I'll tell you this, like, on a personal note, because it's hard trying to filter out the people that you need because people are such uh, a revolving yet constant factor. Yeah. If you want to, the easiest thing for me is, like, yo, put your priorities before somebody else. Like, put yourself before somebody else when they when they ask you for something. Yeah. And see how they react. Yeah. And that reaction will let you know whether or not you need that person around you. That's a really good point. Um, yeah, because, like... And that also kind of eliminates, like, the ambiguity over, like, you mm -hmm. know, where you stand with somebody, like, you know, whether or not someone, like, you know, whether or not someone wants you up there with them or whether they're trying to, like, you know, take advantage of you or using some, using you for something in order mm -hmm. for their personal gain and, like, and, you know, I've, like, you, you kind of cycle through that, um, as as time goes on with people and yeah. and um, I like I think that that kind of teaches you to be as independent as possible with your goals and your success. Like by all means, like you know, surround yourself with people that have that like bring the best out of you. That that sh but make sure that they share your mindset and your mentality because then you can uplift them in the same way you would hope they would too. Mm. And that is, I mean, for one, that's why like, I'm, I'm really like excited to, you know, be, uh, to be like getting involved with, you know, like people that put on networking events or people yeah. that are trying to like actively like utilize the resources that like our city provides and, and because it's like, I feel like, you know, we don't need to know each other that personally or even hang out really for that matter. But it's like you have, I know that you're thinking a lot of the same things that I am. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's weird how, how our, much of our goals overlap somewhere. Yes. Yes. And I find that so frequently these days, like with just so like with a with with a lot of people but you have to look for it in the right places mm -hmm. it's definitely a thing i think another thing to keep in mind too is not everybody is meant to be there all the way like yeah. i know we have this idea that the people we start with are the people we need to end with but that's not realistic no not realistic you're not gonna have the for example like not gonna have the i, I like i didn't end up coming out with like out of college with all the same friends that I made when I first got there. Yeah, this ain't the sisterhood of the traveling panic, bro. Somebody's gonna go. Yeah, and and for one reason or another, and you know that shit happens. Yeah. And it's not always bad. It's just differences. They got their own path to be on, and you have your own. Yeah. So.
and that's and that's okay. But and but you know you don't need to take blame for that. Neither should the other person all the time, unless unless there was like some sus shit that happened. <laughs> but but we're not going to talk about that. Um, yeah, I think that another thing that kind of scares me about success is like I worry about what like. I mean, I worry about, I don't worry so much about following through with things because I know myself well enough to know, like, that I can't, I know, like, I, I wouldn't make a promise that, like, I can't keep. I wouldn't say something that I don't mean. But I worry about getting, like, bored. <laughs> you know, I worry about being stagnant. Yeah. I worry about not moving forward with mm-hmm. things, where, where things get, like, monotonous. But that's another thing, too, and I've recently, like, spoken out about it, is, like, movement. Because we, we're so used to thinking that movement is is equal to progress. And sometimes movement and progress aren't the same thing. Yeah. Just because you're moving doesn't mean you're moving forward or even in the right direction. And that's just something that we, we, we've got to work on. I know that we don't like to sit still because we we immediately relate that to stagnancy. It's like if I'm sitting still and I'm not doing anything, then that means I'm not being productive. But sometimes sitting still is the most productive thing you can do. Like sometimes you don't need to do shit. That's true. And, you know, that's something that we forget about. Like I had a, one of my old therapists told me that like, you know, I'm always worried about like constantly doing shit I don't yeah. I don't ever think about just being yeah that was one thing I was one thing I worked on a lot last year was living in each and every moment being as present as possible and I can honestly say that last year was last year was probably the best year of my life ever and it was probably the most present I've ever been in my life I can genuinely say I lived each and every day thoroughly yeah like I felt everything I was supposed to feel through every day no day got by me. I was I was present for each and everything. The the love, the the joy, the shows, the excitement, the heartbreaks, the funerals, the all just anything, I was absolutely present. And I think it really just came with it came with because I'm such a big picture person, I had to start focusing on what I could do just today. Yeah. And when you start focusing on what you can do today only, and everything else is good. It's not. It's not saying forget what you're striving for, but you can't do anything about that if you're not doing what you should be doing today. Yeah, and that. I mean, that changes your perspective drastically. People say that the the, it's people out here like, damn, it's already March, and I'm like, damn, it's just March. Like it's it's, yeah, it's it's only the it's only March. Like my perspective on just time itself is different. I told you before we started. Like I feel like it's been Saturday for three days in a row. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's just been a long sure. ass weekend for me because yeah. that's just where I'm at. I feel like that says a lot about somebody with where they are, with how they perceive the world. Because it's like mm-hmm. when they say something like "it's already March," it's mm-hmm. like they're worrying about all the time that they missed out on. Yeah, you're not taking advantage of the shit that's in front of you. Yeah, with me, it's like it's just March. Yeah, it's moving like, slow. Oh my yeah. god, I have so much time to really like flex and get my shit off i got a smooth at least nine more not even nine i got at least seven more months to get my shit off for real before i start 
focusing on the next year, like really locking in on the next year. So it's like, yeah. yeah. I want to point out just how much I appreciate you've been like drawing things out on the table. I'm a very handsy, they, handsome person. They emphasize dude. the meaning definitely. Thank you. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> Fucking eat. Hi, horse. I'm Genesis Reggie. This has been Slowly, and you've been watching Mr. Nice Guy. Gang, gang. Now, I'm an asshole. Before, no, before we close out, though, What's up? What's the word? what keeps you up at night? Like in a good way or a bad way? Just in general. What keeps me up at night? What keeps you up at night? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> valid, yes. Yeah. What keeps me up is um, thinking, of, thinking about what I'm going to do the next day. That's really it. Yeah. I know what I'm going to do long term. I just I just think about what am I gonna do tomorrow that's gonna push that forward. Yeah, so, true. Yeah, that's it. What, being a better me. What puts you to sleep? What puts me to sleep? Netflix, The Office, good and, and good music. I got a playlist called Sleep Peacefully, and when I throw that shit on, oh, I'm out in like three minutes. Bet. Yeah. Damn. It's over. It's like <laughs> classical instrumental. Music. It's. I'm done. It's curtains. It's over. <laughs> wow. All right. Thank like, you for thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. Oh yeah yeah. All right.